Lions busy on trade deadline Tuesday, or were they? You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you on a Halloween Tuesday, October 31st. It's Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts and watching us on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Shout out to our everydayers who are out there as well. We got to talk about trade deadline Tuesday today. Lions did make a move, but it was not what we thought. And then other teams that the Lions are competing with the NFC went out and got defensive players that they needed. And Brad Holmes is holding press conferences at 3 o'clock, and the deadline was still an hour left. We'll get into it coming up here on Lockdown Lions today. Also, DPJ is here. PFF grades from last night's fantastic Monday night win over the Raiders, 26-14. And the Lions are also in need of a long snapper. We will explain all of that coming up today on Lockdown Lions. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. You can follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Locked On Lions, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, which is always buzzing on Sundays and certainly was buzzing last night on Monday night, and also our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Please subscribe and watch us on YouTube. All right. I put up on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, on the uh, little Chiron there or graphic, defense status quo, because I'm a little surprised that the Lions did not add a defensive lineman or even a cornerback at the trade deadline. Lots of moves today, including Montez Sweat being traded by the commanders to the Bears for a second round pick. Why are the Bears adding players? I have no idea. But would I have liked to see Montez Sweat in Detroit? Absolutely. Would I have given up a number two for him? Sure. Why Why not? Lions need to go for They need to go for it. And we saw last night, edge rush was an issue. Now, second half, they blitzed. Here comes Anzalone coming, running free. A blitz causing um, a sliding of the O-line. So, Aline McNeil, wide open, running through uh, the O-line. Lions on the edge, not named Aiden Hutchinson, have not exactly been able to get to the quarterback this season. Right? Charles Harris was benched last week. Julian Okwara is playing a little bit. Romeo Okwara, uh, you know, Kaminsky and others. It's a, it's a solid, deep group. But you got Montez Sweat out there, and he's going to the Bears. Chase Young would have been a nice pickup. Yes, in a contract year, but regardless, the Niners traded for him. And I told you yesterday. Uh, John Lynch was going to be active. Niners are a team competing with the Lions. Seahawks are a team competing with the Lions. They go get Leonard Williams from the Giants. These are all players that would have fit here. Chase Young's going to San Francisco for a third round pick. And you say, well, that's, you know, third round pick. Well, let's say Chase Young leaves in free agency. The Niners will get that third round pick back as a compensatory selection. So basically, San Francisco is renting him for free. Rasul Douglas traded to the Bills, cornerback. 
Adoree Jackson reportedly was going to go from the Giants to San Francisco, but the deal did not get in in time at 4 o'clock. Lions stood pat on defense. Defense played well last night. Don't get me wrong. All right? Did a really good job. Held the Raiders below 200 total yards. All right? Jimmy G was terrible. I get it. There were some times where there were some open receivers that he missed. But all in all, the defense has made great strides outside of the Ravens game, which was a clunker. All right? But they've played eight games this year. And they've only given up 100 yards once. But I would have loved to have added to that defense, especially up front. What do you want to do in this league? You want to get a quarterback, right? You want to draft a quarterback. You want to sign a quarterback. You want to go out and get the most important position on the field. You know what's number two? Protecting the quarterback. That's why teams draft offensive linemen high. That's why Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow and Panay Sewell were all first-round picks. And the third thing you want to do is disrupt the other team's quarterback. That's why you go out and get edge rushers, defensive tackles, versatile players on the defensive line to get to the quarterback and disrupt him. Lions didn't do any of those things today. I was a little bit surprised. Am I going to sit here and scream and holler? No. In Brad, I trust. Brad Holmes has done a great job. He's built this team mostly through the draft. Maybe you didn't want to give up the picks. But when you're 6-2, and two, you're a game back in Philly for the best record in the NFC. You can make a run. This division is yours. It's yours. Green Bay was selling today. Minnesota was adding and subtracting. All right? They got Josh Dobbs. Wee. Regardless, this was an opportunity. And I don't agree necessarily that the Lions should have stood pat on defense. I would have added something. Something. Either a corner, but mostly an edge rusher. Now, what the Lions did do today, did do today was get Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Browns. Now, you guys know, me being from Cleveland originally, I watch all the Lions games. I keep my eye on the Browns a little bit. And I was told today, DPJ has been wanting out of Cleveland for the last couple of weeks, and the Browns were shopping him. Detroit kid coming back home um, and, of course, was highly recruited out of Michigan and had a really solid career with the Wolverines. I don't think he had the career that we all thought he was going to have based on his recruitment. Didn't go you know, high in the draft at all. Browns got him later rounds, and he's been a very good punt returner for them. And last year, his, his, his best season by far in the NFL. Nearly 900 yards of receiving, uh, receiving yards and made countless big plays for a pretty mediocre offense. This year, I think the, the, the Browns really expected, especially in a contract year, as this is the last year of his contract, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, I think the Browns expected more from him. He only has eight catches and, and 18 targets this year. But again, when you're in an offense with a banged-up Deshaun Watson, one game they started Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and it was a complete disaster against the Ravens, and they've been starting P.J. Walker the last few weeks, who's really a third stringer, having to be first string, and he can't throw the ball down the field. And where does Donovan Peoples-Jones excel? Down the field. Down the field to gain. So, D.P.J. comes to the Lions 
for a sixth round pick in 2025. I have no issues with this move at all. DPJ is a good player. He can catch the football. He can run. Um, Going to add some depth to a wide receiver room that probably could use it. Remember, Marvin Jones is gone. Marvin Jones, you know, my wallet is just bugging me. Marvin Jones um, is basically retired right now and left the team for personal reasons. The Lions looked into Tom Kennedy and some others, but decided to settle on Donovan Peoples-Jones to add to a very busy receiver room. We're talking about Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, Antoine Green, and Jamison Williams. What does it say about what the Lions think of JMO by going out and signing Donovan Peoples-Jones? Only so many guys can line up out there. You got Laporta out wide at times. You got Gibbs out wide at times. So JMO with another drop last night, but then made a, made up for it with a nice catch. But you wonder what this means for Jamison Williams for the rest of this season, at least, because Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to come in and he's going to come into play. Um, he's not coming here to sit. So I don't mind the move. Um, I like it. But again, I would have added to this defense. And where you, where you sit right now with the Lions and how well they're playing and how soft that schedule is and how bad this division is, um, I would have loved to have seen them outbid Chicago for Montez Sweat. Go and get Daniil Hunter. Go and get Brian Burns. You guys that are texting me about Max, Max Crosby wasn't being traded. Come on. But Burns, Daniil, I would have done it. We love your thoughts on it on our Locked On Lions YouTube page. We love our commenters. Please uh, let us know what you think. Are you disappointed today that the Lions did not go out and add to their defense? This is the, this is the roster now, unless there's somebody out on the street that they're going to go get. Coming up next, PFF grades from last night's win over the Raiders, who looked good, who played well, who did not play well, according to Pro Football Focus. We will do that. Coming up next, we got to tell you about our friends at DoorDash. Folks, it is simple. You watch games, right? This weekend especially. No Lions? You're going to be flipping around. Did the game go to a timeout at some point? Hey, time to order in DoorDash. It's halftime. Time to order food and stock up with DoorDash. Two-minute warning, great time to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, that's the time to order in. With our friends at DoorDash, all right? Seriously, you can get anything from DoorDash. Pizza, wings, soda or pop, burgers, or heck, even just buns on DoorDash. They got it all delivered for you without missing the game. Kick back and kick off with unbelievable deals and everything you need for the watch party or your tailgate. The great thing about your DoorDash is you can also get groceries from there as well. Get prepared before game day with DoorDash. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-23. Subject to change, terms apply. Trade deadline has come and gone here on a Tuesday, October the 31st. Lions with a bye week. We'll be back at it in a couple of weeks against the Chargers out in L.A., you know, I had heard a couple of weeks ago that the league had thought about flexing Lions and Chargers, but that would mean three consecutive night games for the Chargers. They played uh, they played Sunday night, 
this past week, of course, beat up the Bears. I believe they play Monday night football against the Jets this week. So now I don't see that happening. But uh, Lions and Chargers in a couple of weeks. Team will get, uh, we're, they were back at it today watching film. Maybe a practice day or two. And then they'll be off for the bye week for uh, coming back to work next week. Lions at 6-2 and two in very good shape right now in the NFC North. Last night, 26-14 win over the uh, Raiders. Monday Night Football, I mentioned it uh, last night. It was at the game, had such a great time. And, uh, man, Ford Field was just jumping. What a crowd last night downtown. Just incredible. I didn't mention this last night. I love the Lions' new blue helmets that they busted out with the sleek Lion logo. I didn't love them with the color rush gray uniforms. I would have loved to have seen that helmet with the all whites, you know, on the road. So that's neither here nor there. But last night, Lions took care of business, um, outgained. They had nearly 500 yards of total offense last night. The Raiders were below 200 yards total offense. Uh, but you love what you saw from the Lions last night. All right. What did pro football focus think of the offense and the defense? Who were the top five and bottom five Lion performers uh, last night? Well, number one, Jared Goff, earning a grade of 84.4 on the offensive side. No surprise, Jameer Gibbs was number two, 83.3 grade. Taylor Decker played all 86 offensive snaps. Batting third, Taylor Decker was 82.0. Craig Reynolds, come on, Craig, 78.2. And Panay Sewell, a 75.9. By the way, Craig Reynolds' dad follows me on Twitter. We got to get him on the show. Uh, bottom five performers from last night for the Lions. Dan Skipper, who came in for uh, the injured Coyote Awosika. Last night, Skipper was playing left guard, 37.8 grade. Josh Reynolds, not a good game for him, 48.0. Colby Sorsdale, the rookie, played right guard, 48.9. Jamison Williams, fourth worst grade, 55.9. Graham Glasgow, a 57.6. Really? It's like Graham Glasgow for coming in and having to fill in and play center. Played all 86 snaps. I thought did a decent job. But what do I know? Those are your top five and bottom five offensive performers from last night's win over the Raiders. How about the Raiders not trading Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs today? What are they doing? Clean house. On defense, four-year Lions. Derek Barnes, highest graded Lion on either side of the ball. 91.6 in 17 snaps. Kirby Joseph was second, 81.4. He had the interception last night. Thought he played pretty well. One of the best games we've seen Kirby Joseph play this year. I, there were times I thought he wasn't as good this year as he's been playing, uh, especially last year. But he had a good game last night, that arm punt by Jimmy G, and Kirby made the play. Jerry Jacobs, a 78.0, came in third. Aiden Hutchinson, a grade of 76.9, even though he didn't have a sack last night. And Brian Branch, who got a great ovation from the crowd when he was introduced pregame, a 69.4 grade. Bottom five Lion performers. This one was a stunner to me. I gave him a game ball last night. Cam Sutton, 33.8. Really? His coverage grade was below 30. 
I thought he played well. Alex Anzalone, 43.3. Broderick Martin, the rookie, finally getting out there, 49.6. He had the third lowest grade, though. Charles Harris, 51.1. Josh Paschal, 52.9. Yeah, none of the defensive linemen really graded out well at all, except maybe Ali McNeil, who was at a 61.4. Other than that, everybody else was kind of now down near the bottom. So those are your top five and bottom five offensive and defensive performers for your Lions in last night's win. And here, here's the thing about last night that I want to say as well. Yes, the Lions should have won by more. Yes, the Lions settled for way too many field goals in the red zone. Yes, um, they outgained nearly, you know, doubled and a half the Raiders' offensive output in terms of yards. But you know what? They won. How many times do we used to say, Lions would outgain an opponent, Lions would outtime a possession an opponent, and they would lose? You know, playing to the level of their competition. It wasn't the best performance last night, but they won by double figures again, 26-14. And, you know, I saw this interview that Dan Campbell did uh, with Joe Buck's wife. I believe her name is Michelle Buck Beisner, Michelle Beisner Buck, or whatever her name is. She did actually a really good job. And she got Dan Campbell to, like, well up and get emotional because he was talking about the 2021 team that went 3-13-1. He said, those guys fought. They were gritty and he started just reminiscing about that 2021 team that was so bad, but that was kind of the building block. That was kind of the team that played hard, brought the culture, set the standard. And I love seeing Dan Campbell get emotional about that team. A lot of those guys are gone, right? But Campbell had an affinity for those guys and they gave them everything they had. Now the roster is so much better. Many of those guys are no longer on the team. But they kind of got the ball rolling on this rebuild. And uh, I love the fact that he, Dan Campbell, has a special place in his heart for those guys. And you want to play for a, pl a coach like that that can cry on television, get emotional talking about, it, about, about players. It's because he cares. All right? We may argue that he shouldn't have gone for it on this or he should have punted here or, you know, whatever it is, this decision, that decision, timeout usage. But the bottom line is the guys want to play for him and they're winning for him. They won last year. They're winning this year. So there's something to be said for that. Lions are in the mix, are in need of a long snapper. Um, Rarely do you see long snappers get injured, but that happened last night. We'll get to that coming up next. First, though, we got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one rated sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. You put down five bucks and you win on the money line, you're going to get free $150. If that team wins, you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. It's no better time to get in on the action tonight. World Series, game four, you can get out on that. At FanDuel, they got spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. 
red solo cup for you. It's water. Um, <laughs> it is. Scott Daly has done a really nice job for the Lions the last few years since Don Muehlbach uh, retired as their long snapper. Well, last night he got hurt. He was going down covering a kick, and uh, he got injured. The team was saying after the game that, like, Aiden Hutchinson would have maybe been the backup long snapper if Scott Daly was not able to go. Well, it turns out Daly has been placed on injured reserve today, so he's got to miss at least four games. The Lions are in the market for a long snapper. I was thinking about this driving home today. Like, how do you... Yes, Brad Holmes will go out and sign somebody. It'll be somebody that has long snapped in the NFL before. But, like, do you watch film on a on a long snapper? How do you decide who the long snapper is going to be? Because that's all they do. Bill Belichick was asked a couple of years ago by one of the Patriots reporters, like, about the art of long snapping. You know, he used to say... Spellcheck was telling some old Steve Diossi story, who was a linebacker for the Giants, who was also the long snapper, and then just became an exclusive long snapper. These guys don't have the big pads. They don't really do much other than snap. So the Lions are in need of a long snapper, but how do they how do they pick one? Certainly they'll check the waiver wire. They will, you know, see who's done it before, who was maybe uh, beaten out for a roster spot at the end of training camp, and they'll sign somebody. But Don Muehlbach was a long snapper here for like 20 years. Maybe bring the mule back out of retirement. But Scott Daly did a good job. These guys never get noticed unless they screw up. Ever. And for the most part, Lions, punts, kicks, everything. Extra points, field goals have been really, really good. Really solid. So... Scott Daly, number 47, I salute you. Get well, my friend. Lions are in need and we'll be signing another long snapper. All right, we are back again tomorrow with a Wednesday edition of uh, Locked on Lions. Here's a question. Do I reach out to Katie Six, the woman who picked up Jameer Gibbs and launched him into the stands last night? She was in the front row with, I believe, her boyfriend. Do we get her on the show? Um tried connecting with her on LinkedIn. Maybe she'd be fun to have on. I don't know how many th- questions I could ask about that one play where Gibbs ran in for a touchdown and she lifted him up into the stands. Never seen that before. Usually Lambo leap, you sit on the railing or you hug as your legs are down. This woman lifted Jameer Gibbs into the crowd and he was standing in her seat. It was amazing. All right. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen, checking us out wherever you get your podcast, Matt Derry with you on a Tuesday edition of Lockdown Lions, your first place, Detroit Lions.